Welcome to The Fix. Sit down with copywriting experts Nick O'Connor and Glenn Fisher as they review, discuss and improve real-world copy sent in by you. This is The Fix. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Fix. Today, our guest is the head of copy at the Oxford Club, uh, Dave Bauman. Dave, I will let you say something in a second, but first I'm going to introduce a little bit about uh, what we're going to do to, in today's show, because it's different for two uh, very important reasons. Part one, uh, we are not going to review a piece of copy that's a work in progress. We're going to look at a piece of copy that's been out in the market for a long, long time that Dave himself wrote and worked on from inception and took all the, took to market. So he's going to tell us how he wrote that piece of copy, why he made the decisions he made and everything like that. So we're going to look at the process of a finished piece of copy, which is which we've never done before. That's interesting for that reason. The second Thing that's different about this episode this is part one of a two-part episode because in the second episode we're going to get the uh the the marketer behind that piece of coffee his name is chris whitmer on to talk about how he marketed that piece of coffee so you're gonna hear about the process involved in both the writing and marketing and execution of a monster campaign so it's very very exciting today we're going to talk copy part two we're going to talk marketing dave I'll finally uh, uh, let you say something, having teed everything up. Thank you very much for giving us uh, some of your time. And uh, yeah, cheers for being here, mate. Nick, great to, great to be with you, Glenn, as well. And uh, I, I, like I told you guys before this call started, I love talking copy, so uh, uh, I'm all in. So let's get started. Right, we're not going to bring the copy on screen straight away because I want to hear the story of how this particular campaign uh, evolved. Not necessarily just from when you started writing, but when you first heard about it, there's a celebrity element, there's a whole campaign and a whole load of decisions that you had to make as the writer before you ended up writing and, and, and that led to you getting to that piece of copy. So I'm sure. going to hand the floor over to you and say, tell us the story of this particular piece of copy. Sure. So this would have been 2019. Uh, early 2019, uh, I had received an email from one of our event directors who uh, has been with the company for a long time, the Oxford Club. And uh, he sent me an email that said, this name looks familiar. And it said, William O'Reilly, you know, uh, I believe it, New York, uh, New York, New York, very close, Long Island, New York. And I looked at him, I said, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the guy. And it said, Oxford Club customer since 2003. And I said, you know what, that, that's unusual because Bill O'Reilly has referenced our chief investment strategist, Alexander Green, on his old television programs, The, the, the Factor. Um, uh, and so I'm thinking to myself, you know what, that, that really is him. Bill O'Reilly has referenced Alexander Green's analysis on his programs over the year, the, the No Spins Zone, and... Uh, maybe we should reach out to him. So uh, I got with Alexander Green. We were at a conference in St. Petersburg, Florida, and we were coming up with ideas to create a new front-end promotion uh, for the Oxford's flagship 
publication, The Communique. And I said, Alex, Bill O'Reilly has, has been reading your work since 2003. And he said, Dave, that, you know, that makes a lot of sense because, he, you know, he, he got in contact with me before to, have me, to get my analysis for, the, for his programs. Uh, I said, Alex, let's, let's reach out to him, see if he'd be interested. And Alex and I worked on crafting a message to Bill uh, directly. And Alex said, all right, well, we, we, we formulated the, you know, let Bill know that, hey, we want to talk about the, 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 the state of America, where, where Americans are, how, how people can, uh, you know, improve their own uh, uh, financial standing. And uh, Alex sent the email to Bill. He received an email back in six minutes that said, Alex, great to hear from you. Uh, I'll get with my agent. Let's talk. And uh, copy you wrote in the whole okay. was actually a letter to Bill. To Bill. Mm -hmm. Well, and Alexander, Alexander Green is a phenomenal uh, writer as well. And he actually was a, a copywriter very early on with the Oxford Club. So Alex, uh, you know, uh, is, is just was it was easy. <laughs> and I ask a thing on that without going too deep into that. Sure. I, and I, I know Alex Graff, I met him years and years and years ago when he was probably a copywriter, actually. But just on that first piece of copy where you wrote out to Bill O'Reilly, did you, you didn't at that point, You, I think you, the way you said it, I just want to check, you just wanted to talk. You just yeah. wanted to talk about finance, about the state of America and all that kind of, you didn't ask for a sale. You didn't say, come and very soft the voice of this or anything. <laughs> You were just um, establishing a relationship around a shared common ideal uh, that you liked talking about this stuff. Bingo. Yeah. It, it was. It was just that. You know, to learn. Yeah. Right. It was. It was Alex basically exchanging pleasantries, um, and uh, to to hear back so quick, and to to say, you know, we. We, you know, we'd like to get a new message out, uh, bring in new Oxford Communiques uh, uh, subscribers. And uh, we just thought, um, you know, we're curious if, if you would be interested in, in um, coming together to uh, help get the word out. This, had, this actually is a, a merge of two particular ways, two particular things you can do. You can, uh, two marketing campaigns. You know, people talk about, using your customers as your champions for, for your product, long-time customers who can help you help endorse your product in such a way that other people like them will want to subscribe. Mm -hmm. Or you can get a quote-unquote celebrity endorser, somebody with a huge profile that might bring more profile to your, to your business. In this case, there's actually both of those things at the same time. That's exactly right. Uh, Bill, as uh, the voice here um also served as the testimonial as you said nick you know he is able to discuss his experiences with the oxford club why he follows alexander green and alex's philosophies why he connects what the oxford club has done for him personally and to actually get those stories from bill and for him to share those freely with us it was extraordinary you know it was uh it, it, it and it also created the the ultimate host for a financial publication, um, someone who could be a skeptic on behalf of the viewer, the reader, uh, as well as uh, someone who provides proof of performance. Um, Bill shared a story that um, Alexander Green's 
Berkshire B. Hathaway recommendation from way back in the early 2000s, had helped him make so much money that he was able to take half of his profits and start a foundation in his parents' name. Um, it, it's just amazing, amazing proof of performance. Um, and some more stories like those came out over the years. We actually didn't have that story for the initial uh, launch of the promotion that we're talking about today, but we did several other projects with Bill O'Reilly um, since then that, that were, we were able to use in promotional copy. Right, Nick, I will allow you to drop in and ask your question again and explain why you're uh, in there, and I'll bring it's, it in. It's Magic true. of technology right here. The, the fact that we've managed to do the fix for more than two years, and this has never yet happened in a live episode that we've been doing, is astonishing, because I have the most shaky internet connection in the world in my office. If I come into the house, it's fine. However, and I'm surrounded by children's toys, so there's probably going to be children here at some point. My well, so friend, Nick, Nick, you needed Alexander Green's recommendation <laughs> from this project with Bill O'Reilly. It was a 5G pick. I'll I'll try and paraphrase the question that I was trying to ask you when my internet connection cut out, which was, okay, so you know you've got this authentic relationship and you know Bill's interested and you know that obviously Alexander's interested in, in marketing his product with Bill in some way. Talk to me about how you went from there to actually selecting an idea and a, I suppose a headline or at least a pitch because sure. there are many ways you could have done bringing those two people together and you chose this particular way, we'll bring it on screen. Tell me how you got there. Yes. So the the general idea, as I mentioned, is is to get people into our flagship publication, which is the Oxford Communique with Alexander Green. And, you know, Bill being with the club for so long, he he understands that, you know, it's, it's these uh, generally long uh, uh, video sales letters that you know, tease either a, a stock or a system or or what have you, you know. Um, and, and in this case, you know, we we had a couple of um, ideas early on. We wanted to uh, call uh, the project uh, "Make Americans Rich Again" with Bill O'Reilly. We found some trademark issues with that, obviously, with the uh, uh, Trump campaign at the time. Um, but then we had an aha moment with calling it. Uh, we're going to call this the Great American Wealth Project with Bill O'Reilly. And that went over uh, quite well uh, with well, internally with, with our Oxford Club, um, everyone involved in, in helping to put the project together. And, uh, you know, it's aspirational. It's, 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 you know, it was the message that we were looking for. And how do we do that? Uh, we would offer... Um, several uh, investment recommendations from Alexander Green, uh, along with the Oxford Communique, which would offer a monthly uh, stock recommendation as well, uh, all of Alex's commentary, uh, so on and so forth. He does his video training series. You know, we could put, put together a big... So we were going to put together a package, which would be called the Great American Wealth Blueprint. And that would include everything that I just mentioned, you know, a big value package. We would also include a book by Bill O'Reilly, Bill at the time had um, the United States of Trump, uh, and that um, uh, was a bestseller. He also is famous for the Killing series, uh, which is like the uh, most the, the biggest bestselling nonfiction series of all time. Um, 
So uh, we were able to offer a book from Bill, a book from Alex, because Alex is a New York Times bestselling author as well. Um, so we were able to put together kind of this big package and then formulate the message, uh, formulate essentially the pitch, um, and uh, it, it, it all came together quite nicely. So we'll take a look at the pitch in one second. I just have one more question, because uh, I think this is actually a, a conversation that's, that's, we're talking about copywriting at quite a high level here, in the sense that you, okay, I've never worked with Bill, but I have worked with some pretty high profile people, uh, politicians, people who've been around for a long, long time, people who are very, very re uh, reputation conscious. Mm -hmm. They've spent a long time building their own reputation up. They are prepared to use their name against the right project. That doesn't mean they're prepared to say anything and say something crazy. And I right. know that more inexperienced or junior copywriters have found themselves in situations where they kind of want to put, I'm going to just use the phrase crazy shit in the mouth sure. of, of somebody who will never say that thing because that is right. their, their reputation is so important to them. So as a copywriter, you have to think about lots of relationships here the relationship nigga i had i had to go back and watch all of his old programs to get his voice um i was i was luckily able to find a new york times article about bill o'reilly and his own personal investing experiences from way back in the 90s um we would schedule calls with bill to kind of get his investing experiences you know why he would invest or, and we would get, you know, he would talk about his father teaching him how to invest and put away 10% very early on. He always followed his father's advice. So, yeah, there was a lot that had to go into it. And we, like you said, you couldn't put unhinged copy to the to the lips of Bill O'Reilly. You, you just, you can't, you, you're not able to do that um, because, you know, Bill's going to go through the entire thing and, and uh, you know, they're like, say I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like he's we knew that's going to happen. In fact, when he first got when he first got the um the final script, and again, we we kind of worked with him the with the messaging along the way. He took it, he dropped it on a table in front of me like this. He says, This is dense. Said, I said, Bill. We've, you know, we got a lot of market research that tells us, you know, it's, it's gotta be about an hour. You know, people really need to buy in and, you know, and so, you know, we had it. So again, like you, you brought, you brought up some really, um, important points about getting the message right. Um, and showing the fit. respect to them, I, th I think, yeah, I, I personally found that to be very important. I think again, something I've experienced, not true of everybody, but often true of more junior writers, people trying to break in. They can write about famous people like they're, I'm using famous people, you know, they can write about them like they're caricatures, cartoonishly, as if they'll say, and as if they're a laughing stock almost. And it's like that person has is 70 years old, perhaps 80 years old. They've spent their entire life building up these relationships that they value. They are not going to say, they're not just going to say anything you put in their, their mouth. And I, I, I think... What it actually taught me about writing copy was like, you should do that with everybody you work with. That level of respect of sort of sitting at their feet and learning what matters to them and what makes them tick and what they value. Because ultimately, that's actually what makes people buy from somebody. That sense of shared value, that sense of authentic 
connection and that's what you need to try and tap into as a copywriter and it's very very difficult to do unless you listen i think there's something else going on here which i, I want to draw out from what the two of you in that kind of uh, interaction is saying is because when you look at um the copy and the idea as you say dave is like it's the it's a wealth blueprint it's a wealth plan it's a wealth project and the headline we'll look at it in a little bit that the headline in some respects if you were to go for a a more traditional like front-end idea where you'd just go all oh, the wealth the number one wealth thing kind of thing a lot of people would go in the room and go oh it's it's kind of missing like it's not really got the thing we should go However, further push you yeah, yeah they, they push you to go oh well, come on then what what else but actually, what I think you've got here as well, and just give me a second to try and kind of deep, like deconstruct in my own mind, your idea here is actually Bill O'Reilly. That the idea, the genesis of that idea was you seeing, hang on a minute, this famous guy is like the uh, subscriber of him. But, so your your copywriter mind was actually looking and like the entrepreneurial spirit. We spoke about this with Brian York. That kind of entrepreneurial thing of like looking for ideas. Ah, oh, hang on a minute, there's a subscriber here who's Bill O'Reilly. That's that's where the idea actually started. Once you've got that, that then becomes a, an overwhelming credibility idea of like, we, if we can get this guy here. Once you've got that kind of credibility coming up and that kind of natural authority, um, you, you can then layer, oh, actually, well, I don't need to go as out there with the copy. I can bring the copy in a little bit to match up that um, authority, and the credentials with the copy that has the dual dual benefit of being more authentic but i think where a lot of copywriters would make mistakes go right got bill o'reilly now i go crazy copy and it's like because that's what copy needs to look like and then you're like whoa 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 the idea is bill o'reilly comes and says hi i'm ace and you know me so therefore all the the copy around it can be pitched in a slightly different way and I think a lot of people, a lot of younger copywriters, inexperienced copywriters, don't see that. They just go through full for all, hey, right, this is a thing. But that you, this is a perfect example of how, ah, that's the idea, the Bill O'Reilly credibility factor. Now I can dress the copy appropriately and I know where I'm aiming within for my idea of the actual expression of that in the copy and the headline itself. I think that's spot on, Glenn. And, uh, you know, it's funny, very early on, um, this this particular copy, The Great American Wealth Project with Bill O'Reilly, it was reviewed by some very, uh, you know, prominent copywriters, uh, big name copywriters. And they really tore it apart, too. They, this, is, this isn't going to work. This, it's, it's, this is, what, what's the big idea here that investing is the best way to build wealth? In some ways, yes. In some ways, yes. Um, but like you said, the big credibility uh, is so important to this particular project because it fit. Everything just fit together so nicely. The fact that Bill O'Reilly experiences the communique, reads Alexander Green's writing, follows the recommendation, has made a lot of money from the stock recommendations besides being successful in his his broadcast career that paid him a lot of money um it it all kind of fit together and it was it was quite difficult to to not go crazy with the copy 
um, and to bring it down, reel it in, reel it in, just kind of lay out the facts of of uh, you know great stocks that have helped people create great wealth. Because Alexander Green, like Bill, also has personal ex experiences. Alex bought Apple very cheap, Netflix very cheap, Amazon very cheap. He's made millions from very small investments. Like he's also proof of the message of the philosophy. So um, I'd I'd say you're right there, Glenn, in terms of trying to um, reel back the the copy craziness that we all have seen in in the industry. Um, it, it was important to do that. We, I had to do that. Otherwise, this was never going to work. It's that acknowledgement of the, the business situation and the fact that you can't you can't put a piece of copy in front of a, somebody of that nature and say, you're mm -hmm. to this. I mean, you shouldn't do that to anybody, but you certainly can't do it to that person. Glenn, let's, that's probably enough build-up because otherwise we're starting to become a little bit abstract. Shall we bring the copy up on screen? Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave, do you want to read it aloud or do you want to hear an Englishman read it aloud? <laughs> uh, I'd rather hear you guys read it aloud. Oh, were, were you going to share the uh, the introduction as well? or um, so, so what gonna we're, right I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm going to link, uh, below the link, below the YouTube video or wherever you're watching this, um, people will be able to see a link to the actual video itself. This The main form of this uh, is in a video um, and it's got, uh, what we call a sizzle uh, reel was the, um, I think the term you used, Dave. Um, but what what happens just for people that don't understand or have not come across this kind of uh, format before, um, obviously a video plays and what have you, but then that behind that you'll get given the option to look at um, the transcript of that video. And we can maybe talk about that a little bit afterwards, but this comes in at the kind of what we'd call the league uh, from Bill himself. Uh, That's right. June. This uh, is is where kind of Bill really starts talking. So I'll I'll read out the headline complex, and then a little bit. I won't read too much. People can can go and watch this and and uh, look at it themselves. But I'll just do a little bit of the lead. Glenn, so can I just give you one one more uh, caveat? Is that this this uh, headline complex has had changed many times since the original. The original headline was The Great American Wealth Project with Bill uh -huh. O'Reilly. And then over time, we tested all sorts of new headlines to kind of continue uh, going out to uh, uh, potential subscribers. Cool. Okay. And did, did that, was that the, when you say the headline, did you still have the same debt copy with the 1900 Americans underneath it, or is that a new element? You know? I believe that was part of the uh, initial headline complex. I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm just not sure. I do know that the bottom subhead is one that we had tested with or without uh, several times. We had, we did ultimately find that teasing this "see how to claim an O'Reilly bestseller" um, ultimately won out because it's that reciprocity factor. Uh, uh, setting the expectation that you will walk away with something, or you can walk away with something. The old the kicker I like to call it, where you, even if you even if none of this makes sense, you'll still get something out of the uh, thing. So, uh, so I'll read it from the top, from the eyebrow. Uh, special board broadcast featuring Bill O'Reilly and Alexander Green, America's num uh, America's new number one wealth building strategy. 
1,917 Americans become millionaires each day. Discover the best new way to build your wealth in America today. See how to claim an O'Reilly bestseller without paying retail or shipping at the end of the presentation. And then we drop into the lead. Uh, and it's Bill speaking. Welcome to the Great American Wealth Project. Thanks for being with us. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I'm here today to talk to you about achieving the American dream. What is the American dream? To me, it's about living where you want and doing what you want, when you want, also with whom you want. It's often been said that the best things in life are free, and that's true, but it's not the whole story. You can reach your potential or live life to the fullest if you spend your days worrying about money. I think I said you can't, but you can't reach your potential. Uh, money liberates you from what you want, from work that is miserable, from relationships that confine you. No one is truly free who is a slave to his job, his creditors, his circumstances, or his bills. Wealth is the great equalizer. Wealth is freedom, security, and peace of mind. It allows you to do and be what you want, support worthy causes, and help those closest to you. It enables you to follow your dreams, to spend your life the way you choose. Money gives you dignity. It gives you choices. That's why every man and woman should strive to achieve some level of financial freedom. I'm going to stop there because that's kind of the um, the way in. And that gives us, there's a lot of little copy things going on there, which gives us plenty to talk about. Um, Nick, what's your uh, initial result? That's Dave aside from it. What's your initial reaction to this copy? I've got two thoughts. One is that I don't think Bill O'Reilly is under any danger of you taking his job. No. Because you, you, you fluffed a few lines, God bless you. Well, I uh, thought you did fine, Glenn. You did very, very good. Is that, is that me or is that the copy? I think if I'd done it, it probably would have been a little bit better. I think everyone watching this knows that. Um, no. Um, do you know what? I'm going to make a really banal uh, copywriting point, which is actually intended to be a counterpoint to lots of the high-level copywriting that we talked about, about relationship management and, and knowing your place in the business and within the project and things like that. The number of, of incidences of the word you in that lead is what actually struck me. Considering we've talked, which, which is the most basic copywriting advice we ever give people, which is talk to your customer. Use the word you and talk to them. It would be very easy to fall into the trap of talking about Bill in this situation because, hey, I've got this, you know, I'm a copywriter. I, I can get Bill O'Reilly to say stuff and I can get him to say something crazy. What I like about this is it actually goes in the other direction. And yes, it feels like somebody I know sharing something quite personal about themselves. You don't often hear Tucker Carlson. I'll give them as an example, as, you know, broadly analogous example, you know, talking about his own personal finances, for instance. So it has, it brings you in in that sense, but it's all structured. Yes, it says, to me, it's this, but then it's you, you, you. Money gives you this. Money gives you that. It gives you freedom. So straight away, we're back to the sort of basics of copywriting. And I think that's a really nice counterpoint because we get the high-level stuff and we get the fact that it's somebody famous and high-profile, somebody who has the trust and authority that we want to get our message to cut through. But then we, we strip it back and we make sure we talk to our customer. It would be very easy 
to not do that. I'd love to know what your first drafts were like, whether or not you found yourself writing and thinking, well, hang on, does anyone actually, no matter how famous the person I have as the host is, nobody matters more than the prospect themselves. You know, people are interested in their own life far more than anybody else's, no matter how famous. So I, I guess that I'm interested to know how you tackled that challenge and, and how you got to this point. That's a good question. Now, uh, I'm very, very fortunate to uh, have the guidance of Todd Skousen, who is the longtime copy chief here at the Oxford Club. He's actually becoming uh, our CEO um, this fall. And uh, I believe I submitted multiple attempts of <laughs> this lead to Todd. Um, and Todd has continued to challenge me to dive into Alexander Green's editorial and philosophy uh, as as well as bills, uh, and try to get them to to match a bit, you know. And one thing that was very easy to find is that you know Bill and Alex believe in the American dream uh, and what is possible for hardworking uh, folks. And that's another that's an important word. I think we'll see that word folks quite a bit because Bill with the word folk, he's he he's always I'm looking out for you, the folks. So trying to get those philosophies to match kind of the aspirational purpose of everything, uh, I, I think it took me multiple attempts to to get this right, to have it fit Bill's voice and fit Alex's voice as well. Did you stand behind the camera uh, when he when he recorded this? Did you rehearse it? Did you how did you know when the when the voice was right? Because you know. It's easy to think we got it right, but then there's nothing more exposing than listening to somebody else read our copy out, even when it's Glenn, right, reading the copy out, you know? We rented a, a warehouse in uh, Long Island, very close to Bill's home, and hot in there, hot when we recorded. And uh, we had a big crew, um, a big, there were probably, well, I, a, a relatively big. I mean, for us, I think we probably had a total... 25 people in that warehouse watching Bill do this introduction. Through his, basically the opening monologue, he he did it once, Nick, once. He, he before it transitioned to bringing in Alex, we literally stopped recording one take and everybody just clapped because he we just thought he nailed it. Um, which which was a very good sign of of what was to come. That is, yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate in some ways, isn't it? In, it's not necessarily always the case. You, I have been on shoots where people stutter and stumble their way through, and you can put it together and it still works. But it's a good sign that you've got a flow to your copy, right? That you'd hit that note, which was authenticity. That was, I would imagine, that was the challenge all along when when you know, when you were first given that piece of copy to rise like can i make this feel as authentically bill as possible because that is going to be what makes it work or not actually not whether the idea is like the cleverest or whatever it's going to be does it feel real does it feel authentic does it feel honest to him so i that that would be the uh yeah a one taker i mean we'd love yeah. that especially since you know yeah. and, and we we worked with him we worked with his agent um you know you know the 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 message had to fit. We just had we it had to fit before we got to the studio. Another structural thing I liked about it was again again very simple, but 
just laying out where we're going in the copy. We talk a lot in the copy reviews that we do weekly for the Fix Accelerator on the, on the live calls, but also in the Fix that we don't want to sell journey. We want to sell destination. We want to sell where we're going. We so we we can we can get here. Sorry, my little my three year old has just come into the house, having been in the paddling pool. He's about to make an appearance on the fix, but he's got no clothes on. <laughs> um, um, I've got a three year old as well, Nick. I know how to. Yeah, let's get them both on. Um, that that that's another thing I like. Well, you know, setting that up really really early. Here's what I think the American dream is. Here's what I think it means. Here's what I think it. Why I think it matters to people. And then all you have to do is say, that's where we're going to try and get you today. You know, that's a powerful, powerful sort of structure to use. Very, very simple uh, and, and often underutilized because we do see a lot of copy that's kind of about the journey and we don't want to sell journey. We want to sell destination. I also think um, I, I, we've kind of touched on it. It's very, and I think this is, I, I like the idea of what you've done in the sense of looking for the, where you've got a, a guru in the form of um, Bill and then a, uh, an editorial guru in the form of Alexander Greek, where you look for connections. So that's where you've gone and you've got you've ended up going, well, they, they connect that they both have this American dream kind of thing. The American dream in the sense of copy in, in, in America and, and running that, I think a lot of people would try and obfuscate and make it more complicated and all this but this whole intro to me strikes on a very fundamental um, back to basics kind of feel in both an, an emotional hit where it's like, look, we know where you are, like what's going on. We know the American dream is this fundamental um, belief kind of thing and, and understand shared understanding, not between, not just between those two uh, people who are presenting this, but between the reader and those two people so it's putting us all in a very room and it it doesn't shout it doesn't kind of make big bold claims but it does just hook you and it allows the reader to bring their own stuff to this story which i think is so valuable in copy i think too much of the copy that we see these days copy i write copy nick writes and i'm sure you've you've like bashing out some stuff that's going out there and there'll be people there uh, watching this who who just do the big promises the big thing but they try to put so much on the like on the page rather than letting the reader go hey I, I know what you're talking about here and leaning in and going yeah I the American dream to each reader is going to be slightly different the idea of wealth is going to be slightly different they're adding all of this to to that themselves was that a conscious thing that you guys were doing as you're developing this of letting the reader bring their own story to it it feels like that to me from what i'm seeing i don't know how, how much of a conscious thing was there it was it was trying to get on the same wavelength as the reader early on you know um i think we've seen statistics that that show the american dream is dying you know uh millennials say the american dream is is dead uh at, at a much higher rate than uh the the older generations um but we're going to kind of lean into that, that Alex and Bill do believe in the American dream, that that you can uh, do very well with with hard work, discipline, so on and so forth. And if you notice, um, 
the line here on the page, the very bottom, you can't reach your potential or live your life to the fullest if you spend your days worrying about money. Sometimes it's just very difficult to talk about money with people so directly. This line, I think, so early allowed us to to make that connection that we are going to be talking about money today. Your money, our money. We're going to talk about money from, from here on and what money does for you. Uh, the next line is money liberates you from want, from work that is miserable, from relationships that confine you. So no one's truly free to, who is a slave to his job, his creditors, his circumstances, his bills. So that right there we're trying to like just hammer that barrier, just bust right through the barrier of talking about money. And this will allow us to get to our our, our bigger message soon enough. Yeah, that's interesting. I think you do have to send that signal when your host isn't necessarily a money expert. They're not necessarily no. I mean, to, to a certain extent, there's a sort of my secret life thing going on here. You know me as this person, but in my private life, this is how I manage my money, and this is the person I turn to for advice. You know, there's a maybe you even tested that as a headline. Bill O'Reilly, Nick, Nick, our, our best, our best um, dedicated for this uh, program uh, was written by actually my my mentor Todd Skousen. Uh, Todd's headline for the dedicated was Bill O'Reilly's wild money secret, and then there was an alternate: What happened to Bill O'Reilly's money? Those did extraordinarily well until it got to a point that bill was sending us the email saying guys enough of this uh, too much i can't have pe people contacting me and saying what's going on with my money come on so we had to end those dedicated that's interesting you know because again it's about being careful with the voice that's actually really interesting because it kind of that kind of brings us full circle on the the different skill sets at work with a campaign like this. It's not just copywriting, because if we just follow our copywriting brain, our sort of lizard brain, that's where we're going to go. And we do need to go in that direction, but we've also got to be conscious of the person that we're working with. I'm going to sort of wrap this up with a really sure. tricky question, which is, this was in 2019, and I think yep. the markets have changed, I think. Not Certainly. necessarily, we don't need to get into a stock market conversation, but COVID changed things and maybe people's perception of the American dream uh, is different today, post-COVID, post-Trump, with interest rates going up and things like that. So I don't expect a definitive answer to this because you may not have resolved it in your own mind, but if you're writing that pitch today or a similar one like it, how is your process different? How do you that then you want to keep some things the same, I would imagine, but there is a nuance that needs to be different. So talk to me about where you are. You don't have to give us any trade secrets. It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, and I, I agree that the market has shifted. Um, what people were excited about in 2019 is entirely different to today. Right now in the financial publishing industry, we are... Uh, going out to people who are very uncertain. You know, in, in the financial publishing industry, oftentimes you can talk to people who are fearful and get a message across that resonates. You can talk to people who are greedy and get a message across that resonates. But this middle portion right now that, that we've been dealing with of uncertain people 
the uncertainty is 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 a killer uh, in, in the industry. It's been very, very, very difficult to talk to people and get them really excited about anything because uh, the reasons go on and on and on. Uh, political divide, uh, divisiveness. Um, you know, our, our and and in the financial publishing industry, our our readers tend to lean on the conservative side, yep. right? So they're not happy with what they're seeing with a, with a, a President Biden administration. They're just not, and they're not excited about um, wealth opportunities that may exist for them right now because of uh, just so many converging factors. The stock market has has really wavered. I mean, we we're still down from where we were what. 18, 20 months ago, we're still down. I mean, we were over 36K in the Dow. We're still down uh, around 35. So it's kind of this sideways period. And that's so getting the message is tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I think people are uncertain about how they feel, how they feel. I don't know how I feel about this and that. If people don't know how they feel themselves, how on earth are you supposed to? Yeah, yeah I, I'm agreeing with you. I think uncertainty is a killer, but. But Alexander Green's philosophy, Nick, yeah. is that over the long run, you know, Alex, Alex is he, he says he says, I'm like a kid in a candy store when the market drops because I always buy every time the market drops. And he buys what every every, uh, you know, since the 87 crash, the 2008 recession, any hit Alex is personally buying because, as he says, the, the greatest wealth generator that exists is the stock market. It tends to go in one direction over the long haul, and that's up. Now, we in this industry are waiting for this hiccup to take back off up so people get excited again. But what's what's very challenging is, is tr to try to get the message out early so people can get in early, can experience the ride upwards. Otherwise, they're going to be late. That's just how it is. It's So it's... It's a challenge we are still trying to figure out on a daily basis. It's something. There's something going on where I, I want to. Well, part of me, this this stupid part of me, which often is the one that lives in the front of my world, wants to say it's like we're in the period of the big butts. And the reason I say that is because, as you mentioned there, like the two predominant emotions are always fear or greed, and it's going up or it's going down. We're in a, an uncertain period. We're kind of in the middle of there. And it's always, well, it could be fear, but there's something else. And then or it could be greed, but there's also this fear because I'm uncertain. You've got this but all the time. Good copy always drives you in one emotional direction. Even Alex's idea, oh, you buy on the dip and think, you, what, what uncertain periods do is, is force you into a very logical state where it's like well what you should do is this and you this is the logic thing to do here the problem is is copy doesn't work on logic we want the emotions at the top the logics for the back end of the promo and the the right. section so what as copyright is why i think it is so difficult in these periods is because we're in this big but middle where it's like yeah it is good but or it is bad but and therefore the reason you get over that is by logic but logic is like the copyright's enemy in the top half of right. that. So, so it's like, oh, how do we deal with like logic? Like that's what we're dealing with. So it's a really weird. I don't have the solution. Uh, well, one it, one solution. Kind of good to understand that. I think one solution is that we know that in times of uncertainty, 
people turn to trusted friends, acquaintances, and, 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 and experts, people with whom they have, for whom they have respect, with whom they have an existing relationship. Uh, so everything that we've said today still holds up. And in fact, it's even more true. It doesn't make it easy. But what we've looked at today is a piece of copy that masterfully brings together those those qualities of uh, demonstrating uh, Bill's trust in uh, Alex and utilizing the potential audience's trust and knowledge of Bill. And you, the use of those relationships and the management of those relationships, that's really what everything we've spoken about today has been about, the relationship management, the different levels on which that works. That will never go away, and that's actually doubly important in times like this. So I would imagine, you know, when people find the answer, it will still have those qualities. It's really hard to find, but studying pieces of copy like this is a great way of understanding what really makes people buy things. Uh so it's been it's been absolutely fantastic to have you here, Dave. And um, so thank you uh, for your time. Thank you. And, and thank for everybody watching, we're not done. Because as I said at the start, we're going to do a second part uh, of this uh, episode where we're going to look at the same piece of copy, but we're going to look at it uh, from a marketing point of view. So we're going to have... From this angle. Yeah. We're going to look at it upside down. No, we're going to have Chris Whitmer on the show. So he is not a copywriter. He's a marketer. So he's the person who would receive the copy once it was working and he would go out into the world and market it. Now, as a copywriter, you want to know what those types of people are thinking, how they go and execute scaling a campaign and things like that. So we're going to be talking about all the nitty gritty of what comes next in the campaign in the second part uh, of this uh, two-parter. That second part will be for subscribers of the Fix Accelerator only. So if you're interested in that, we'll we'll put a link below this video. You can sign up to the Fix Accelerator. It only costs £10 a month. That's about $12. Really not a lot of money considering the amount of stuff you get. That's the selling part over. If you're interested in that, well worth signing up for. Um, and a final point, if you're interested in getting in touch with Dave because you... Uh, you want to write for him, you have an idea, you want to pitch him or whatever it might be. The best way of doing that is just to write to us at feedback at thefixedcopywriting.com. Uh, uh, we will pass your your message on and put you in touch if we think there's something going on that, that, that Dave needs to know about. So that's the best way of sort of following up if you're interested. Uh, aside from that, Dave, we've never done this before and I've loved every second of it. So thank you so much uh, for talking us through uh, the copy. Uh, perhaps when you crack the next iteration of <laughs> Bill O'Reilly uh, 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 sort of collaboration, I guess, maybe we could have you back on the show and you could talk about, you know, how you evolved the copy. Terrific. Nick, uh, Glenn, thank you very much for having me on. I, I, I really enjoyed going through it. I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I, I'll also take any, uh, uh, any criticisms you guys have uh, uh, for me uh, moving forward. And, um, Please let Chris Whitmer know that I intend to beat him in fantasy football, uh, as you have him on here with part two coming up. Uh, but I, I'm also uh, indebted to the marketing team because a, a, a promotion that does well is nothing without a great marketing team. They found every possible angle they could to market it. And uh, so I look forward to hearing uh, Chris on part two. Excellent. Well. That's probably time to wrap things up. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you, hopefully, in the Fix Accelerator for part two. Thank you very much. And goodbye.
If you enjoy The Fix and want to get access to even more good stuff, join The Fix Accelerator today. Get access to special masterclasses from Nick and me, watch expert interviews with industry legends, join live copy feedback sessions every week, and get connected to our very own private copy network. Visit thefixaccelerator.com for more information.